Here's a message from Ken Lavica. One of my favorite teams. I am on the verge of getting to a point with the manager where he will never be forgiven for what he's doing to me this summer. Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. I'm glad that Yankees and Mets fans are enjoying their baseball season. Red Sox fans feeling pretty good. After splitting with the Yankees, hooray, I'm a White Sox fan, and I've got an old man manager who has no idea what he's doing, and I'd like him gone sooner rather than later. I've had enough. Ken Levick alive on a Wednesday here on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker, and a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers off of the ridiculously hot and almost unbearable at this point, Intracoastal. Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. Wednesday means the Dominican Queen has uh, resumed her place in her throne. It is Jeanette Javier. And Jeanette, uh, we're going we're gonna to get to Jeanette in a second because she sent us weird texts this morning. And we need to decipher this because I don't understand what she's doing, and why she thinks we needed to weigh in on said texts that she sent. That said, I don't know, Jeanette, if you're, if you're, you're, you're catching on. I've got a little bit of an edge to me today. I can tell. Yeah, I just, I, I, I'm coming off of being sick last week and tried to do a, a long run for the first time this morning. It didn't go well. I ended up having to, to cut it off, and I just, I, I'm unhappy about that. And uh, I thought that I could push through. Everything was good. Nothing. So that got my day off to a terrible start. Okay. And then it's just one thing after another. And traffic's out, awful. And, and then as this whole morning is collapsing on me, I remember, oh, hell, a day and a half ago, Tony La Russa intentionally walked Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Guardians on an 0-1 pitch. And then that sparked this. Because I truly think, now, other than being sick last week, and this has been a summer that's been pretty good for me. Went to Jamaica. That was outstanding. Just had a birthday. Good times. But um, the the only reason I consistently pay attention to the sport of baseball in the summer is the Chicago White Sox. I'm a Chicago native. It is truly the one team that I've hung on to since I came down to South Florida all the way back in 2007. And they out right suck they arguably have the best roster in all of baseball they have one of the most exciting teams in all of baseball with some of the biggest personalities in all of baseball but you'd never know it because they've taken on the personality of their social security receiving elderly manager tony Larusa. I understand there are Cardinals fans down here that still worship the ground that the man walks on. I understand he's a Hall of Famer, he's a legend. But the White Sox' first mistake was going to get a Hall of Fame manager and hiring him 
after he already got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Because that means he's old as hell. He sucks. Let's go through the list of reasons why Tony La Russa sucks. He sucks. First of all, Please he sucks because a Major League Baseball manager at age 77 <laughs> in a clubhouse full of young Cubans and Dominicans and Venezuelans and exciting black players. And hey, just throw in the old man. What was that, Tony? Do you need mashed potatoes? Like, that's what every single press conference is like with Tony LaRussa. But this summer... Sounds like American politics. It's, it's, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Might as well have Joe Biden managing exactly. the White Sox. Thank you for saying it's gonna it. It's going to make as much sense as Joe freaking Biden. <laughs> so then, you've got, you, you've, you, you've got this guy who at 77 is going to try and play the analytics game. <laughs> Tony LaRusso wants you to think that he knows or cares about analytics. How do I know this? Because a day and a half ago, Jose Ramirez, Cleveland Guardians All-Star, on an 0-1 pitch, Tony LaRusso decided, oh, we're just going to intentionally walk him. Why? Ah, because the, the analytics said so. Oh, Let's let's listen to the White Sox television broadcast. This is NBC Chicago. This is Jason Benetti and Steve Stone. This is the White Sox broadcast team, okay? The White Sox broadcast team who do not denigrate the White Sox in any way, shape, or form. They don't criticize the White Sox in any way, shape, or form. Listen to them. Try to figure out what in the hell is going on with the White Sox down 4 nothing in the fifth inning and a runner on second. You've already thrown a pitch to Jose Ramirez. It was a, a foul ball. You're up in the count 0-1. And Tony La Russa decides, eh, let's just put him on. Intentional walk. Listen to Jason Benetti and Steve Stone try and navigate their way through this. So the Sox threw him a pitch. Yeah, they threw him one pitch, and then they decided to walk him. Apparently, they didn't like that pitch. But they're putting him at first base now, which is usually a good thing. Would have been nicer with a one to nothing score, but better late than never. Can I ask why you would do it after a pitch? No, I, I have no idea. I'm not. I can't. I yeah, can't ask. I got, no, uh, no, you can. You can definitely ask. Okay. I, I can't tell you why, but you can ask. Might have felt maybe he hit a line drive at somebody. When he didn't, they walked him. But I probably don't think not. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think there might be other reasons higher on the list. A so again, they have no idea. They have absolutely no idea how to navigate it, how to talk about it without outright saying Tony La Russa has completely lost any sort of activity in his frontal cortex. This is bad. The White Sox are four games under 500. They should be one of the best teams in Major League Baseball. The overwhelming favorite to win the AL Central. Big bats, big pitching, big bullpen. Big men. B- big men. And they are four games under 500. It's not just that. Tony LaRusso also revealed to the media a couple of weeks ago that uh, he's been telling his players not to run hard to first because <laughs> the team's been injured. So uh, check up. We don't want you to pull something. You want to skip over yeah. to first? Yeah. Would he that be he, he for wants you? him to just jog. 
So, so they don't pull a hamstring. That's analytics. It's body <laughs> analytics. It's botalytics. 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 Well done. Ah, oh, we've got some injured guys. You know what? Maybe, maybe you should just saunter. Saunter to first, okay? Sachet to first, if you will. No, they're all Latinos. They should do a little bachata, merengue, a little salsa. Might as, if you're not going to run, if your manager doesn't want you to run, you might as well. Make it look good. You might as well. You've got all these personalities, and instead... The Chicago White Sox are the retirement home of Major League Baseball this year. I mean, hell, at this point, you might as well just put them in wheelchairs and let them roll themselves down to first. Back in June, like, this wasn't the only intentional walk nonsense for Tony La Russa this year. Back in June, you've got Trey Turner, Boynton Beach's own, Park Vista's own Trey Turner, world champion with the Washington Nationals. Now with the Dodgers, he's at the plate. It wasn't 0-1. There's a runner on second. Trey Turner is down in the count. One and two. (laughs) All you have to do is throw one more pitch and strike him out. Or, you know, a pop fly, ground out, anything. Something. Trey Turner, by the way, so far this season, hitting 176 in a one-two count. How about that for analytics, Tony? They walk Trey Turner on one and two. Intentionally walk Trey Turner. No, don't lose him in the count. Walk him. Intentionally. Intentionally walk him. Tony La Russa calls from the dugout. <laughs> Send him to first on a 1-2 pitch. Guess what happens? Max Muncy, very next hitter for the Dodgers, three-run homer. White Sox lose. Part of a series they lost to the Dodgers. Put him three games under 500 at the time. Now they're f- four games under 500. After the Max Muncy home run, he looked at the White Sox dugout and yelled, you walked him on a 1-2, you B-word? Looking right at Tony La Russa. Tony La Russa sucks, and he's ruining my summer, and he has ruined my baseball team. This is one of the seasons with the highest expectations I've ever had for that baseball team. I don't care if you don't give two bleeps about the White Sox. You know what it feels like to have high expectations for your team. Very rarely in my life, not even in the year the White Sox won the World Series because that came out of nowhere, have I had these types of expectations for the White Sox. And Tony La Russa, single-handedly, nearly octogenarian, is ruining it all for me. And it's to a point where I can't forgive him because I don't think that this White Sox roster is going to rebound. This is a lost season. And from there, what's going to happen? Because you know that at the trade deadline, they're going to be actual contenders calling to try and pick off some of these players the White Sox accumulated over the last three, four seasons. Built what was an AL Central champion a year ago. And now it's going to be picked apart piece by piece by piece by piece. And the White Sox are going to go through and either retool or a rebuild. All because Jerry Reinsdorf, the White Sox owner, was obsessed with Tony La Russa, decided after he already got inducted into the Hall of Fame, hey, Tony, um, instead of reading a book on the porch in your rocking chair and eating and drinking Metamucil, and- why don't you come back to the White Sox? <laughs> why don't you manage the White Sox? And he's Done what everybody feared he was going to do because it made no sense for the most exciting, youngest, and hippest clubhouse in baseball to hire a 76-year-old manager. And what's happened? They've bottomed out largely because of Tony La Russa. The favorite part, my favorite part, is when the camera pans to him. Most of the time he's got that, that Joe Biden. You kind of leave your mouth open a little bit. Well, leave your mouth it's open, like a, squinty, not like a, sure if he's all there. If he's asleep, uh, is he falling asleep? Is he like falling asleep? Yeah, uh-huh. he's, he's got that look all like the time. Like Tony! It's the seventh inning. You still got two to go. Wake up. 
wake up. Oh, by the way, last week the White Sox a massive series against the Minnesota Twins, the the the, the leaders in the in the AL Central, yes. and um, the White Sox have a chance to uh, to take the lead in the eighth in a huge game. Uh, they've already scored the tying run in the eighth inning. What do they do? They um they run into a triple play. With runners not looking at one another, just running aimlessly around the base paths. Out, out, out. What did Tony LaRusso do? He's just looking mouth open. <laughs> mouth open. <laughs> mouth open. Sounds like a Thursday night softball team. Uh, they are. They are. They are. They are a they are they are a beer league softball team. A hundred percent. They're bad. Their pitching is just like the pitching from a beer league softball team, other than Dylan Cease. Yes, yes, whoop, yes. Whoop. Crank it. Crank it. Crank it. Which it was, hey, it was Cleveland hitter. Crank it. Hey, Minnesota hitter. Crank it. Detroit hitter. You suck. Ah, crank it. And it was, it was exciting. Lance Lynn came in with a lot of expectations. I, he was kind Lance of. Lance Lynn was good last year. Yeah. Not good this year. It also uh, is not good the managing. Uh. Tony LaRusa. <laughs> <laughs> Tony LaRusa is killing my team. And I'll never forgive him. I will never forgive him. But this is what I want to ask. Who else has been in this situation? Who else has been in this situation? And I understand that it's easy to just lay all the blame on a coach. But I think that this is extremely, extreme. There, Jen. Look, that was after the triple play. <laughs> look at his mouth open. He looks like a turtle. Stone, Stone, Stone is, I, is showing Jeanette right now the Tony LaRusso mouth open face. He looks like a dying turtle who can't put his neck back in the shell. That's exactly what he looks like. And by the way, if you are if you think it's giggle, giggle, ha-ha that I'm making fun of Joe Biden, trust me, none of your dopes are any better. Okay? Ah. I want to put that out there. None of your dopes are any better. Not only that, I'm but talking I, to you too, Ron. I'm the one who started it, so. Yeah, that's right. Come at me. That's right. Who else has been in my position, though, where they hate the person that are that's coaching or managing their team and, and, and just can't forgive them? Because I'm done with Tony La Russa. I am done with Tony La Russa. Oh, by the way, by the way, let's not forget, before Tony La Russa was, was officially hired, uh, he failed to tell the White Sox about a DUI he got in Arizona after the DUI he got here in Jupiter a couple of years after. I mean, this all was going to be bad, and it's bad. It's bad. Congratulations, Tony LaRusso is your manager. Um, 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 you um, didn't. Um, I, I had a DUI. Did you know that? Um, no. That would have been useful information to know before we hired you as, as the White Sox manager. You weren't happy at all. Just a glimpse, maybe a smile, a smirk, mm-hmm. when Tony LaRusso was named manager of no, your team. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Oh, at least you're consistent. By the way, this is the same Tony LaRusso last year who got mad at his own player, Jermaine Mercedes, for hitting a home run. Got mad at, at Jermaine Mercedes for hitting a home run off of a position player who had come in to pitch in Oakland. And it led to a White Sox player getting thrown at, and Tony LaRusso was mad at his guy for hitting a home run. Yeah, I remember that that, that post-game. That is, that is... Actually, stupider than an intentional walk on one and two. That's stupider than an intentional walk on zero oh and one. That's stupider than telling your players not to run to first. That, oh my guy hit a home run. How dare you? That is stupid. His his player got hit, and he blamed his player for getting hit. You mean Mercedes next time up got hit by a pitch? 
After hitting a home run off a position player, what should Ramin do? Bunt it? <laughs> Bunt it? Just to be fair to the position player? No, man! Go kill him! You you brought up analytics and him trying to back analytics, and also you've done it. He's a, using analytics in the most so, like random places. And you, you've also done a representation of his voice. Can we can we listen to him after the Trey Turner and the Max Muncy? Yeah, yeah. Listen because... to this. Listen to this. If you think that my impression is off, Antonio <laughs> La Russa, here's him trying to explain walking somebody who was 176 on the season with a one-two count, intentionally walking them, which led to a three-run homer. Let's hear from Tony La Russa. You explained the, uh, the thought process on the intentional walk with, um... With uh, Turner? Turner. Oh, yeah. So let me ask you a question. Is there is there some question about whether that was a good move or not? Yes, Tony. I guess at 1-2 is the question. At the count Do you know what he hits against left-hand pitching? With one, oh, one or two strikes? Do you know what he hits? Well, you know what Muncie hits with two strikes? With, against a left-hand pitcher? I mean, is that really a question? Because it was one and two? Yes! Turner was a, a strike left against a left-hander is not something you can avoid if you can. And we had an open base, and Muncy happened to be the guy behind him, and that's a better matchup. Here again, somebody disagrees. That's, that's the beauty of this game. Welcome to it. But that, that what does that mean? <laughs> He's beating the game, huh? walking on one and two. Right away and wait till one-two. That's when the pitch got away. I also have the better Jesus matchup. Has, God, I, have the better I don't even care. No, I mean, who cares? No, Max, please play it. Play it. This is this, this is, is fun. This is. It's, I actually think it's very fun too. This is the better matchup. Okay. The so-called better matchup with okay. Max Monty, the pitcher that uh, came up next. Okay. I think Ken's miserable. Turn two. Ken's miserable. Left field. Pollock is back at the track and the wall, and that's up and out of here. That's the beauty of the game. That's the beauty of the game. That's what Tony said. <laughs> Has Tony fallen off a bike too? I don't. I he mean, sounds exactly like Joe Biden. I mean, it's like listening to the State of the Union address, but in the White Sox clubhouse, which I care a lot more about. Who would you rather listen to, Buck Walter or Tony Larusa? Uh, Buck Walter is great. I love Buck Walter. Buck Walter has a team that's been flirting with first place, yeah. if not in first place, the entire season. Why would I be mad at Buck Walter? And. He actually knows where he is 100% of the time. Pretty confident about that. I I can't forgive Tony LaRusso. I mean, that's beauty of the game. It's the beauty of the game. Welcome to it. Oh, yeah, that was fun watching Max Muncy go yard on my team, your team, after you intentionally walked Trey Turner on 1-2. Fun. Beauty of the game. Mm, beautiful. He was, a, he was a better matchup. Better matchup. <laughs> better matchup. This is fun. 176 on one two counts, and you put them on. You just shoot the lefty, lefty matchup. There's analytics and there's common sense, and there's knowing where you are on a Thursday night. Sometimes I don't Tony know. Tony LaRusso doesn't have any of them. Tony LaRusso doesn't have any of them. Who is a coach or manager you'll never forgive for what they did with your team? Could be current, could be former. I don't care. I don't care. I haven't honestly felt this way about a team of mine and a manager since probably Dave Wanstead with the Bears. Like, Tony La Russa has entered in my, my sports world, Dave Wanstead in the trash bag he left with the Bears, the successor to Mike Ditka. Who is a coach or manager you'll never forgive for what they did to your team? 888-760-3776. 888 760 
3776. You can tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Where are we starting? With Ernesto and Boynton. Hi, Ernesto. Wow, Ken, you sound so so depressed. But, you know, I, I, I'll, get, I'll put you in a cheer-up mood. You know I'm a Knicks fan, so I'm just going to say one word. Two words. Phil Jackson. Oh. All right? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a smile on your face. I'm going to put a Nick into the your head. You said the I Knicks mean, and your example. I could give like five of them. You went with Phil Jackson. I thought you were going to say Isaiah Thomas. I love the Knicks dumpster no, fire you know what? Game. You know what? Isaiah, Isaiah, I can't even. I can't even. You know what? I wasn't even thinking about Ernesto, Isaiah. He got because, sued. He got sued. Know, and the team had to pay you know, millions of dollars. For sexual harassment. Yeah. You're, you're so right. And and, and I, I tried to burn that out of my existence because that was so embarrassing and so bad that it was that was so true. But what Phil Jackson did was also bad. But you know what? You, you taught me. There you go. You see, Ken? I, there you go. I just made you happier. You know what? And, and listen to me. Listen to me. And, and, and it's upsetting because... To be honest, I thought Tony was going to do something well, but I think I think the game has passed Tony by think? in a millisecond. I I mean, wow, man! I thought I just, I really thought that Tony was going to do it, and I'm being honest. Yeah, you know, it's it's. I'm sorry to say, yeah, man. Tony, it's time to you know. That's it, man. Yeah, let's, it's let's bad. Go back it's bad. But here's hey, the hey, hey. Oh, yeah. Jeanette, there, right? Yep, hey, Jeanette, how is it at Orlando? Orlando's got enough. Your, your guy is so good that you're gonna come out, huh? That's it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I think it was warranted. I think I think he showed them a, enough of what they wanted to see originally. Oh, oh that's uh, great. Paulo Benquero. Yeah, he's one of three players that averaged twenty points in his first four or five summer league games. No one's ever done it. Kick your feet up, man. Kick your feet up, Paolo. He's, he's he's proven his point. He's proven his point. Let the guy rest and let's get ready for the regular season. <laughs> That's true. That's, See, that's Ernesto, but here's what's run. happening. Ernesto's flexing because the Knicks are actually good when the games don't matter. They're having a good summer league. Yeah. So now Ernesto's like Right now we're cock- having a good summer. Yeah, your summer league is good. And wait, wait, wait. Don't even mention that. We're, you guys in contention of getting actually our, our guy that we're trying to get from Utah. Remember that thing that we, that we were talking about Donovan before? Mitch, yeah. Now you guys. Yeah. Yeah, now you guys are in contention with it. So uh, I don't want to even bring that up because uh, they're, they're <laughs> saying about doing the same. They're bringing, they're bringing the metal trade up because they're, they're about to do the same thing again. Give everybody up. Give up draft picks for this guy, and I think it's going to be a mistake. I'd rather stick with the. I might be the only person on this, but they should stick with the guys who we have and roll with it. Don't want them. I really don't want them. Uh, putting uh, that but out Ernesto, there. at least at least when you had Melo, you were consistently going to the postseason. I like. Don't be picky right now. I think and appreciate the call. Uh, we'll talk Donovan Mitchell. We'll get into the heat pursuit and the heat pursuit of KD. But you can't be a Knicks fan and say, ah, I don't want Donovan Mitchell. We're good with Jalen Brunson. <laughs> yeah, it, it, they've come to a state of the organization where they don't want expectations now. Like, yeah, they're so comfortable wallowing in yeah. the abyss of surprise me. That they don't want any expectations. Knicks fans, Knicks fans. They want to be surprised. They live in the world of surprise me. What 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 I don't expect won't hurt me. And you know what? It's not terrible because I hate this White Sox team. I hate it because I had expectations and I hate watching them. I hate watching them. I hate watching them run into triple plays. I hate watching Tony La Russa manage. <laughs> I hate the whole thing. Have you, have you guys ever, because you're significantly younger than me, and you're both much more optimistic than I am about life in general, okay? Sometimes. 
sometimes. Um, have you experienced what I'm going through right now where there's a coach or a manager of one of your teams where you are just so done with them, you wish, A, they would lose their job, or B, you wish they never coached or managed your team? Uh, no, so I thought about this deeply. And you're Buccaneers magic. Those are your Buccaneers, two big-time squads. Absolutely, and for the Buccaneers... First thought was Tony Dungy, but I'm actually very grateful. But he for him. left, and, and he got traded. Yeah, so that's what I was saying. That like that was the only bad quote unquote name, and I did air fingers on that one. But he left that team that won the Super Bowl with John Gruden, right. and John Gruden that name. What brought him down was way post his time with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. So I have nothing there. Orlando Magic. If we want to extend it to players, then we can talk about the trash that Dwight Howard is. Yeah, I mean, we knew that was coming. You're forever a grudge against Dwight Howard. And what he did to Stan Van Gundy, a man who should have been on that team for a couple more years, but this is a different topic. So, no. And then, like, Raheem Morris and all those guys, they were just bad coaches. So, yeah, bye. It, it's, not like they, it's not like they, like, dug the Bucks a grave or anything. Exactly. They were just so. kind of there and things were bad. I think weird to say both teams, like, they've had good coaching calls. Yeah. I, I think that I, I just – the worst part is when you have a really good roster, a team you think is really good, the consensus is there's really good, but there's also a little bit of a window, and a manager is brought in to be the one that puts it over the top to drag them to the finish line, to lead them to the promised land – and they just they they don't just fall short of expectation. They actually don't even come close to meeting any semblance of expectation. They don't even look competent. And that's what happened at the tail end of Dave Wanstead with the Bears, which then sent the Bears into having to retool, like I mentioned earlier. I mean, the Dolphins, name it, coach. And I have a feeling we're going to hear some names. Um, but that's what's happening with the White Sox right now. Like, it's bad. It's bad in the nature of baseball is at the trade deadline. You don't feel like you're in it any longer. And I keep hearing it's early. It's early. It's early. It's not early. We hit the midway point of the season. Mm-hmm. We're damn near at the all-star break. There's yeah. six games left to go before the all-star break. What are you talking about? It's early. We're not talking about Tony LaRusso's bedtime. It's not early. I'm assuming it's early. When uh, they're it not, seems when like they don't it. Have a game. If he's at games and he's falling asleep, it's probably 7 p.m. Goes to get his uh, his prime rib dinner at, at 4.15. Senior. And then goes to bed. That actually bird. sounds great. Early bird discounts. Yeah. That actually sounds great. In my life, if I could, at 38, if I could have 4.15 meal and be in bed by 6.30, that'd be awesome. You know, a quick rant here. These Everybody- are my people. Everybody's like, shout oh, out, Boca. I don't want to get older, <laughs> but it seems like when you turn fifty-five or older, things look up. You get discounts everywhere. Damn right. Early bird dinner discount. You get to sleep earlier. You wake up earlier, so like, there's no people at the beach. And then sixty-five, you know what hits? Social Security. What up? Woo! Like, let's go. And what's up with that Not- AARP discounts too? I know, man. And, and you also like get to give up, like as far as hygiene you goes get and to caring. Give up. Like you start you, skipping lines and no one's yelling up. at you. you He's old. You Don't think, worry about him. You think I haven't given up already? I'm 38, man. I wear sweatpants to work. Not man. I can't wait to be 55 plus. I don't have to wear a bra anywhere. And, and if you're cute, you know, you just get like free things all the time. Like, come on, come on. It's to the not front. gonna even matter if you're cute at this point. I'm old. Respect your elders. Get out my way. I'm going to knock you with let's, my wall. Yeah, well, those ones. I'm, I'm curious. Um, uh, old people, at what point did you 
give up, as Stone put it. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. This is a question for the older population. When it when did you officially quote give up in Stone Labanowitz's words? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Also, who's a coach or a manager that you'll never forgive for what they did to your team? Tony LaRusse is killing the White Sox. He is going to completely kill them by the end. Who is a coach or manager that you will never forgive for what they did to your team? 888-760-3776. 888 888- 760-3776. Let's go to Boca. That's where Devin is. What's going on, Devin? Hey, hey, Ken, listen. I, I'm a Patriots fan, so my, my coach has always done good, except for that Malcolm Butler stupidness he did the last time against the Eagles. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but, which I don't understand. But this is towards Jeanette. No, I've always heard Jeanette come at Dwight Howard, and I'm saying to myself, okay, Jeanette, you are at a certain age. If it wasn't for Dwight Howard, how much of a Magic fan that oh. you would have been? The last time the Magic oh. was even relevant was because of Dwight Howard. Devin, you're and you're wrong. always defending a man by the name of Stan Van Gundy who has had no success in coaching other than when he was coaching with the Magic. That's not wrong. And if I remember in that finals, when Skip to Milo, the former and one player, was mm-hmm. killing it, it was your guy, Stan Van Gundy, that decided to bring Jermaine Nelson back into the series when he, when he didn't play for months. But you sit there always criticizing Dwight Howard, and I'm like, you should be Oof. thankful to Dwight Devin Howard for what he did for your Orlando Magic. Devin brought yeah. Rafer Alston receipts. Let's go, Devin. Listen, I love Jeanette, but I'm always like, where is the Dwight Howard slam? You should worship at the feet of Dwight Howard for making the Orlando Magic relevant again. Ooh. Not in freaking favor of Stan Van Really? Stan Van Gundy <laughs> that has had six coaching jobs since that hasn't done not Just keeps going from coaching job to the media, coaching job to... Stan Van Gundy over Dwight Howard. Come on, Jeanette, I love you, but you gotta you gotta start putting oh, some respect on man. Dwight's name. You gotta start putting some respect on Dwight's name. I love it. I, it's, I, I, I love it, Devin. And it seems like it's just a deep seated thing that Jeanette needs potential therapy for. Yeah. Is she's got a Dwight Howard thing. Explain yourself, Jeanette. Why do you take Dwight Howard and vilify him like you do and 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 attach your allegiances to Stan Van Gundy? I think First she misses of him. I have been with the Orlando Magic since the beginning. I am from Orlando. Ride or die. Howard did not make me an Orlando Magic fan. I'm going to make that very clear. I was in the Orlando Magic youth program and everything. Mm -hmm. The first introduction to basketball was not only dad because he played professional in Puerto Rico, but because it was Shaq. And Dwight Howard... Ruined that organization internally, culturally, like nobody probably ever has. He was a bomb. He farted in that organization, and that stench laid there for years. Do I worship him? I did. And I always say, if I meet that man, I have no idea if I would slap him or if I would hug him. Uh I would be in a flurry of emotions. And let me talk to you about Stan Van Gundy, too. He said, okay. Yeah. That right. man built a shooting roster around Dwight Howard. He knew what he was doing. The Dwight Howard elf? Heck yeah. But when you have a player that big of a size of Dwight Howard, that's why Shaq pretty much made every team successful when he was, a, when he was able to play. So, yes, 
Dwight Howard does receive as much credit as Stan Van Gundy, but Stan Van Gundy also utilized the tool. And you want to talk Jameer Nelson? That's actually my favorite Orlando Magic player of all time. Mm, wow. He follows me on Twitter. It's wow. my favorite. But, yes, he brought Rashard Lewis. He did something with Michael freaking Petrus, who you also have <laughs> That's heard actually a really since the Orlando point. Magic. <laughs> That's a great point, actually. And J.J. Redick. So come at me about Stan Van Gundy and Dwight Howard and my fandom with the Orlando Magic. Am I done? Continue with the show. That was a damn clinic. I do want to get... Uh, that was really good. It, that was actually really good. Michael I, Petrus, that, that's the one that blew me away. You're right. Stan Van Gundy maximized Michael Petrus. And Hito Turgaloo. I but mean, the, Jesus. Hito Turgaloo, like, what, he was almost... Was he an all-star? Uh, yes. I, I, mm, I don't know. Let's, I let's so. double check on that. Because okay. if not, he was damn close. Maybe but, I can be high. I'm but, just but hyped right But in, in the meantime, we got Greg. <laughs> Greg, <laughs> Greg is at Ken Levick alive, and I'm wondering, is Greg calling from Chicago by any chance? Yes, he is. Uh, this is um, this is this is Greg, uh, as in the uh, the man who uh, who fathered me. <laughs> and uh, he uh, he joins the show here for the uh, the first time. Am I saying anything wrong about Tony La Russa? And you can also weigh on the, on the old man conversation as well. <laughs> well, actually, uh, you know, I've I've told you I don't ever want to be the the dad that calls in whenever. But I, I find your program particularly compelling this morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> it piqued your interest. Uh, you, yeah, you said absolutely nothing wrong about Larusa, as, as you know unless you said something good about Larusa, in which <laughs> case that was probably wrong <laughs> um but but let's discuss age okay oh. okay stone you know um I, I you know i've listened to you and when keely is on the two of you sit there moan about how old you are you guys have no clue okay as to what old is <laughs> old is when you wake up in the morning and nothing hit nothing hurts and you think you're dead um <laughs> This type of thing, you know. Um, and as far and well, uh, Stone, as far as, like, when I gave up, um, I think it was shortly after we had kids, and I realized there was no hope for the rest of my oh. life. <laughs> I mean, look at Ken. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that makes yeah. all the sense in the world. Yeah, yeah and, and he hangs out with people who put, who put mayonnaise and ketchup on hot dogs. That's a bad influence right yeah. there. What's wrong with know? that? So What's wrong uh, with that? Mr. Levicka. This, this is one of the ones right here with the man. Uh, well, oh, I know that. I, I understand that. Uh, I have I have said we, we would be glad to have you come up here, uh, you know, Jeanette, to Chicago. You could even do the show, and I'll take you to several hot dog stands, and you can order mayonnaise and ketchup on your hot dog, and, man, you're going to find out exactly what's wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get called out on it. Sounds like a good time. I like fighting people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a little different here than it is in Miami. So anyway, <laughs> but um, <laughs> this, this, you know, I did grow up in Cicero, which is where Capone is from, and I still know people. So be careful of what oh, you say. Oh, that was a threat. That was, that a, was a, threat. a legit threat. Let's go. I love it. I love it. No. Oh wow. No, um, Larusa obviously way past his prime, and you've come to the same conclusion I have is that we've got the. Joe Biden of baseball, managing yep. White Sox. Yep. Um, and the coaching staff is the cab- cabinet, like, you know, Blinken and all them and other people. But enough of that. But uh, getting old is not so bad. Um, but you don't, and no stone, you don't give up. As a matter of fact, um, 
I mean, I, my golf game is getting better because I can go twice a week. And not only that, I right. have money. So really, there's a lot of there's a lot of perks yeah. to old age. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so. I love it. Well, uh, Dad, I appreciate it. Speaking of making money, I've got to do that here in a second. Uh, but uh, I uh, not a problem. I, I appreciate I, the wisdom as always, and uh, I'm glad we're on the same Larusa page here. And since you're come, talking come about, up and and since you're talking about come money, up and do the show from Chicago someday. It'll be a hoot. Yeah, are you going to pay for all my hot dogs when I ask for about five of them with mayonnaise and ketchup in different places and absolutely embarrass you, and that's what they'll remember you by? Well, one, I won't have to because they will, they will refuse to serve you hot dogs with ketchup and mayonnaise. Right. <laughs> and too long about the third place, you may not make it out. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a moot point by that time. Yeah, really. All right, guys, great. Great show. I always enjoy listening to you guys. You take care of yourselves, all right? Appreciate you it, Dad. Appreciate it. That is uh, hey, first-time, long-time Greg. Uh, Greg in Chicago here on, uh, on Ken Levicka Live. Who is a coach or manager you're just never going to forgive for what they've done to your team? And if you're old, at what age did you give up, in Stone Lebanowitz's words? 888-760-3776. 888 888- 760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. We keep taking your calls on what has turned in to a ridiculous radio show. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN1063. Can we do it again? From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN1063. Tony LaRusso might as well before today's White Sox game. Just call in, intentionally walking the leadoff hitter. Call it in beforehand. Order it. It's the way the season's gone for the White Sox. He's performed every other insane, intentional walk you possibly can as a manager. Why not that? He's killing my summer. Killing it. And I've had a good summer. Vacation, birthdays, celebrations, get-togethers. But then there's Tony. How's Lucas Giolito? Is he good? Struggle. Because, I mean, I'll, I'll bet on them tonight in your favor. Struggling. Bring, bring the vibes for you. Uh, I'll take any vibes I can get. Chicago minus 115. I'll, I'll lay the juice, baby. I'm good with that. Okay. I'm good with that. I'll do it for you. I need any vibes I can get. I gotcha. I just don't don't send too many vibes towards Tony La because I'm not sure his body can handle it. Or, I mean, I'm sure he doesn't even know what a vibe is. He absolutely. But he'll pretend like he does, like he does with the analytics. Duh. Have you seen him against lefties? No, I saw the ball sail 430 feet out of the park. I saw that, Tony. Coach, manager, that you'll never forgive for what they did to your team. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Seven six zero three seven seven six, and I also want to address. I mean, Stone Labanowitz, very disrespectful to the older population Super. in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Saying Super. that, well, saying Jeanette that that you can just quote give up as an old person. Seriously, I, think, I mean, who goes there? I mean, I think Greg had the best answer ever. You get to work on your golf game. Yeah, I mean, that's not giving up right there. Yeah, exactly. But you just assume, where are you getting this thought that you just give up as an old person, Stone? Eh, it would go more the outfit route. You know, sometimes when I'm walking down the street, you can just tell. You well, know, look Jean- at me. Jeanette, well, Jeanette, uh, Jeanette mentioned no bra. Like, you see an old lady with no bra, hair's a little, you're just like, you know what, uh, you know, you didn't care, but I respect it a little bit. But is that giving wanna... up or is that living? That, <laughs> ooh. 
And if you want to talk about Ooh. outfit stones, you've already given up on your outfits. Ooh. Yeah. Let's I'm wearing like Shein from head to toe today. Do you remember when we went to the brewery? Do you remember your fit when we went to the, not the winery? Dapper Dan. I had I wasn't wearing my we vest. We forced you to change, essentially. Dapper Dan. Yeah, hardly. Angel is in Tequesta. Angel's on Ken Levick Alive. What's going on, Angel? Hey, what's up, guys? How y'all doing? Good, man. Hola. All right, so... Jeanette, I'm going to need you to wear a bra at all times, okay? Especially <laughs> if you're going to eat hot dogs with mayonnaise. Please. That's disgusting. All right, so there's I that. I will make that and look like the sexiest thing in this world. <laughs> Don't worry. No, listen, I'm throwing up right now in my mind. You can't see it, but I see it. I'm throwing up right now, okay? Whatever. Don't do that. All right. <laughs> all right, so Jerry Krause, I hate that guy. Yeah. Jerry Krause. <laughs> Chicago Bulls, what he did to that team, he's despicable. In fact, in fact, he reminds me of mayonnaise. He reminds me of mayonnaise and a guy who needs a bra. So that's Jerry Krause for you, Chicago Bulls. <laughs> and, and Angel, uh, may, may Jerry Krause rest in peace, by the way. Uh, very respectful words for the dead. And I guess by extension, since we're talking coaches. Oh, and wait managers, a second. Hang on. Did he, did he die? He, 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 he he's died? been dead for quite some time, yeah. <laughs> Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause is, <laughs> is like dead, dead. He's been he's been dead for for a while now. Oh wow! I didn't even I didn't even realize that. Wow! Angel's like I'm going to throw a party now. Um, but he died in 2017. Yeah, so it's it's only been five years. Easy to miss. Um, but but Angel, I um, what I'm going to do since we're doing coaches managers, I'm just going to pencil in Tim Floyd for you. Okay, I'll pencil in Tim Floyd for okay. you. There we go, Tim. All right, that'll work. That, hey, perfect. Hey, one more thing. Yep. What about? What age are we saying is old? See, and that's the thing. Like, I think it's a feeling. Like, you get to a certain age. Maybe for some people it's 85. Maybe for some people it's like 58. Yeah. I think it's all how you feel when you give up and then the actions you take after that. So, I don't know, Angel. You seem like a pretty yeah. high-energy guy. I think your your age of I, giving up might be a little bit higher. Well, I mean, how? okay, based on what I sound like, how old do you think I am? Uh, I would say, like, I don't know, late 30s, early 40s. I'll go 32. 32. Okay. What What if I told you guys that I'm actually 60? No way. You, there's no way. It's you impossible. Don't sound like it's it. impossible. Yes, yes. Yes way. I am 60 years old. I don't I don't look like I'm 60 because I've, I've you know, I'm, I'm in shape. You take but, care of yeah, yourself. Yeah, I'm 60 years old. So you haven't given up. You might. Some people never give up. You might just keep That's rolling. The, that's the thing. Once the kids are out of the house, a lot of people just, you know, they just stop wearing bras and start eating mayonnaise with, with hot dogs and whatnot. You know, they just give up, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. So, so here's I, the thing. I gave up, essentially, here's with that the description. Thing. I, I, yeah, I don't hate it. Here's the thing. You got you to gotta stay in shape. You got to stay just not physically in shape, but mentally in shape, too. So that's how you stay young. But, yeah. Yeah, I man. love that. I'm I love a, that. Angel, I, I appreciate that. the call. And when my kids eventually go off to college and leave the house, forget giving up. It's going to feel like a new lease on life, man. That's <laughs> what's driving me into wearing sweatpants to work right now is the six-year-old and the four-year-old and the, the morning routine trying to get them off to camp and to, and to school. Oh, this is why I don't want kids, so I always feel young and thriving. Thriving. Roy is in Boynton. What's going on, Roy? Hey, Ken. Hey, Jeanette. Hey, Stone. Hola. What's going on? How are you? Good. Listen, I am just so appreciative to have a show that is not stuck on where the heck Kyrie is going. Mm-hmm. You guys are fantastic. <laughs> I appreciate it, Roy. 
just a Kyrie free hour. I listen to ESPN all day, and it just drives me well, nuts. Where's I, Kyrie going? Ask Stone. Um, uh, when I came in here today on the TV on first take, they were repurposing again the Lamar Jackson. Should he be a top ten quarterback conversation? <laughs> oh no! And I wanted to no, blast no more. my head into the window. Yeah, it oh, was Roy, miserable. Roy at three p.m. yesterday. I just I turned up to the one of many TVs we have in our studio, and uh, the the headline read. Who is the GOAT, MJ or LeBron? I mean, <laughs> at that oh. point, I'm just about oh. to rip the TV out of the wall. The desperation. Yeah. Thank, God for to- thank God for Tony La Russa. <laughs> Give something else to talk about. That went full circle. Uh, yeah. Hey, if you want to know the co- the coach, one of the coaches that's unforgivable, let's go to our uh, New York area dumpster fire, Ray Handley of Holy the Giants. If you're... Yeah, we're, we are going back, but that's a great one. Oh man! And as far and as far as giving up, or when uh, you reach a certain age where someone's given up, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure how old you all think I am, but once you start to consider the Skechers, <laughs> now that's a great answer. <laughs> that's the dudes a great that I answer. see in Publix, the dude, no, it's a marker for for the give up. I see them in yeah. Publix. They're not showing thigh meat. They've given up. They've stopped going to the gym. Their feet hurt. They put the Skechers on, and they take two hours to get four items out of the Publix. That's a real marker. So just be on the lookout for that. All right, all right. That's a good. I will. <laughs> I will definitely look for that, Roy. And that also, like, that's a red flag. Uh, but may old older people with Skechers is a red flag. Y'all, they're literally describing me. I almost bought a pair of Skechers last week. I'm Uh-oh. already brawless eating mayonnaise on hot dogs. I know brawless. I, I bought. I bought Crocs actually on Sunday. Well, talk to him about Crocs. He loves him. But Stone loves him. Stone lives by Crocs. I, I even bought Nation. the little things, the giblets. <laughs> giblets. I bought the giblets. Terrible. Yeah. But I almost bought a pair of Skechers last week. I'm about to week. go insane. I am about to go insane. I'll wear them tomorrow. They're As bright if Tony Larusa wasn't annoying enough, now you've jumped on the Croc parade. Stone, tell her how I feel about Crocs. This is my third pair of Crocs. So he loves Croc. Actually, we went out no. for his birthday, and his wife and, and Brian and his wife also got him a couple pairs of uh, Miami Hurricanes Crocs and Blues Clues Hello Kitty Crocs. He's a huge, you know, huge fan. You know that didn't what was happen. wild? There was a sale. It was buy two, get one free clearance, and I can so hook us up with more Crocs. I would love excuses to go shopping. And Ken, since you're such a diehard fan of Crocs, I'll be more than happy to go back and get you some. John's in Jupiter. John's on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, John. Hey, how you doing? Good. Yeah, um, it's a, it, I think it's a tie-in. My uh, thing about the coaches is I don't know if I wanted to choose Jimbo Fisher over Willie Garrett, but they both... Back-to-back? A little, a little yeah, J- I mean, Jimbo Willie duo. Jimbo, Jimbo Levy yeah. ruined the new dynasty, basically, I think, if he had stayed. And then Taggart, he couldn't even get a decent quarterback or wide receiver to, to recruit. He's the one to talk to him how into going to North Carolina instead of coming to FSU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I would say, and appreciate the call, what I would say is Jimbo and uh, – reportedly the lack of desire he gave to recruiting the last couple of years because he was constantly flirting with the money in Texas A&M, that probably hurt a little bit more than Willie Taggart getting minimal time to try and find that blue-chip quarterback to come in and help the situation. I don't think Willie got enough time to actually build off of what he inherited at Florida State. And I think we continue to undercount just how 
dilapidated that roster was when Jimbo left. That's just me. Did Willie have faults? Absolutely. He'll admit it to him. He's told me. But what I would say is that there's no way to fully judge Willie Taggart's job and what he did at Florida State because he didn't get damn near the amount of time that even Mike Norvell is going to end up getting at Florida State. No, one season wasn't enough for anything. You're literally picking up the pieces and just starting to put them yeah, together. A season and a half. Like, what do you what do you expect in that standpoint? Especially when we now know the depths with which Jimbo just stopped looking for talent mm-hmm. because he wanted to go to Texas A&M and he wanted to chase the money. A coach or a manager that you'll never forgive for what they did to your team. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Twitter is open at KLV1063. We will continue to take calls and social media when we come back. Jeanette Javier on this Wednesday. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Ah, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of skilled orthopedics, sports medicine surgeons, and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. Jeanette Javier, Wednesday. I'm Ken Levicka, Stolabanowitz, Friday Night Lights. We've been talking about managers or coaches you can never forgive for what they did to your team. I am checked out on Tony La Russa, manager of the Chicago White Sox. I am the only Chicago White Sox fan in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. And guess what? I have a radio show, so you have to hear about it, okay? Because this is my chance to rant. My chance to actually make sure everybody here knows that the Chicago White Sox exist and someone cares about them. This guy, Antonio La Russa, is ruining that team. Ruining it. Digging it six feet under to a point where it never be, may never be the same when they had the best roster in Major League Baseball just, oh, I don't know, three, four months ago. I'm done with him. I'm done with him. Old, out of touch, bad. You Intent- or La Russa? Both. Okay. Both. Takes one to know one. Jared's in West Palm. Jared's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Jared? Hey, Ken, listen, um, I know this is probably going to get your blood boiling, but uh, I got to go with Pat Riley as a Knicks fan. Oh. And the reason I said, uh, the reason I said that, mm-hmm. I, I like Pat Riley, but the reason I said that when in the championship, when they went to the championship, he kept, you know, allowing John Stark to shoot the ball. And, I, I you know, that's... <laughs> To me, was one of the worst things, are <laughs> the worst coaching decision that I, I I've ever seen, and for that, I gave him an F. You know, and that's, but he's a good guy. Yeah, sure, but that's why no, I that, love the, I but, love the conversation. This is why because Pat Riley would never cross my mind, but you have a specific reason. That was the last time the Knicks had a chance, like anywhere exactly. near a chance, and and he didn't do the right thing. That is such a brilliant and if answer. I, I, and if I could throw the owner in, the, the, the current owner, I, mean, I can't stand him. Dolan? 
Yeah. He, he needs to go. He needs to sell the team. <laughs> yes, yes. That's uh, That's been the case for quite some time. The problem is they're the MSG and the Knicks. Like We're talking most lucrative franchise in the world, most valuable franchise in the world. So Dolan ain't selling anything anytime soon. So enjoy Jalen well, Brunson. That's what I'll tell you. And uh, maybe a six seed this year in the East, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate the call, uh, coach or manager that uh, that you'll never forgive for what they did uh, to your team. Let's go to social media real quick here because we do have several of them and some interesting ones as well. Uh, so uh, Bill tweets in that uh, he says Larry Coker, Larry Coker drove the Canes into a ditch. There were many circumstances that have contributed to the last 20 years of Miami football, but a stronger leader could have held off a lot of it. I'm curious what Canes fans think about that. Did Larry Coker bury the Canes as we know them? Did Larry Coker bury the Miami Hurricanes football program to a point where it's never even come close to pulling out of the tailspin? That's fascinating because don't forget, there, were a lot, there was the fight with FIU. There was the murder of Pata. There was uh, the dip in recruiting. There was the beginning of the end from a bowl eligibility standpoint. Like, I don't know. Maybe. Try to get away from the culture. I mean, Larry Coker, you go from winning a national championship in your first year, taking taking over from Butch, to fighting FIU at the Orange Bowl. And they've never been the same. They've never been the same since then. Uh, Reed tweets in, Nick Saban with the Dolphins. Now, we've got a couple of those on social media, Nick Saban with the Dolphin. And I think it's the same with Tony La Russa and the White Sox, the heavy expectations. The Dolphins had heavy expectations. And Nick Saban, he didn't send the Dolphins organization into a tailspin. That probably started sooner with Shula or even Jimmy Johnson but there were Super Bowl aspirations, and then they pulled the whole, I'm not going to be the head coach of Alabama, and then was the head coach of Alabama, and that has been the ultimate betrayal, the ultimate South Florida sports betrayal. So I think Nick Saban absolutely is, is a, a really appropriate one. Uh, Joe tweets in, Will Muschamp. Oh. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they've never been the same since Will. I was going to say, to a true diehard Gators fan who's been there for the highs, that's got to be a really, really low low in Will Muschamp. Yeah. He ruined a lot. We're speaking of Coker taking away some culture. Muschamp tried to do his own damn thing his way. But he, he, said, he said that, hey, I was brought in to, to clean up the program. He thinks that he cleaned up the program. He didn't really win much, but he was brought in too because Urban Meyer – Yeah. The, the, the mug shots that it accumulated in the Urban Meyer era, Florida wanted to try and change <laughs> that, and I suppose they did to an extent. They just didn't really win a whole lot. Yeah, if, if he came in as the goon, he did his job, but hey, you take away the core of the team, and, and you see what happened soon after he, he Yeah, he there was, was not nearly as much talent that right. came through. Not nearly as much talent. We'll keep talking about this. Uh, we'll keep uh, going. Uh, commiserate with me, will you, the coach or manager, that uh, you'll never forgive for what they did to your team. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. When we come back to start our lunch hour, something I've wanted to get to for a couple of days, and that's the curious case of Novak Djokovic and whether or not 
he's going to be able to play in the U.S. Open. I have specific thoughts on this that we'll talk about when we come back. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.